In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. So, you know, we've talked a lot about where the Browns' future could be, not with players or staff or offense or defense, but actually a home for the Browns. And we've talked about the structural integrity of their current home and where they're going to go and if they've got to move or what's going to happen. Daryl, little, um, maybe a little bit of news as far as what the future could be for the Browns and what they call home. Correct, my friend? Well, more, more so some uh, city bureaucratic housekeeping. Um, I think it was in 2020 or 2021, the spring of when the Haslam's unveiled their vision for the lakefront and development around First Energy Stadium and the bridge and connecting it to downtown Cleveland and all that. And, uh, you know, they were able to get some money together uh, to do feasibility studies and engineering studies and stuff like that. Well, Cleveland City Council is close to approving uh, the hiring or the ability to hire consultants to develop what is uh, called a, uh, a master plan uh, for the lakefront, and, which includes the Browns, but it's not exclusive to the Browns. It's uh, North Coast Harbor, Voinovich Park, that's uh, uh, you know, where the Rock Hall, the Science Center is. Burke? Uh, First Energy Stadium. No, Burke Lakefront Airport. Please stop bringing that up. It's, it's not going anywhere. Well, I heard, I just I saw a story on TV a couple weeks ago. They were kicking around some ideas. Yeah, I just it's going to take way too long. The, the Browns need to have shovels in the ground with whatever they're going to do within the next three years. So that's thirty six months from now. They they got to know. I mean, the Guardians had to push back their. Uh, renovation they had to push that back a, a year i think the p- couple of things a little insight in that i know this is a browns podcast but just to give you an it's idea cleveland sports browns podcast um but to give you a little context here like one of the things the guardians were, were kicking around because the clubhouses are getting redone that's part of the project but one of the scenarios they were kicking around was moving their clubhouse to the first base side and having the visitors be on the third base side there's more which, room if they bust down the wall there right and they could get more expansive. But the problem is, well, the team executive offices are on the third base side. So there's the, easier access there. And the batting and, cages are connected to the third yeah, base. Yeah, so, so there's just a lot of stuff. And so instead of rushing the project, because that construction on that was supposed to begin uh, a couple of months ago, as soon as the, the final out was recorded for the baseball season. So they went ahead. They pushed it back. They're still drawing up blueprints and all that kind of stuff for progressive field. And uh, they're going to start bidding stuff as bidding the the phases of the project out in the spring. Uh, And then actual construction on the ballpark will commence once next season uh, is over. But so that's just a little example there of that. Wait, Can you just give me a a tiny bit more insight into what the clubhouse is? I know this is bronze, but. What will the clubhouses look like? How much we don't know yet. Be? Oh, we don't know. Okay. There, because there's. I was going to say you could blow out the media area too on the other uh, side of the third base side. The, the press box what? might be getting moved. Oh, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the 
where they do like, press the main press conference room. That those oh, could easily be batting. No, games. that's well. So that there's actually a, a press conference room on the first base side now. That's since uh, COVID and everything's been opened back up. They actually right. they built a little media room uh, right across from the visitors clubhouse. Um, right, but I'm, so here's my question because I, I I don't know that you're talking I've about the big it. massive interview room in correct the, in the yeah. right field corner. Which is yeah. for press conference, the big well, like I said, conference. that's why they want to con- they, they they were considering doing something like that because there's more space on the first base side than the third base side, and they want to give the players as as many home amenities as uh, you know possible. So, back to the Browns, though. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, there. This is all right now, drawing up ideas, grand ideas. Okay, that that's all this is. Spending money to have people draw up grand ideas. The Haslam's already spent money to have architects draw up a lakefront plan. Now the city's doing their thing. And this is this is what's going to continue here for the next, I don't know, maybe year to 18 months where a bunch of ideas are going to get tossed around um, because they still, whatever they come up with, they still have to figure out how to pay for it. Um whatever the city comes up with is going to impact the Browns decision-making process. So there's a sense of urgency from the Browns side of things to want the city to, Hey, let's get the ball moving here. Are you going to get off the pot here? Right. Right. So um, again, this is the lease is up at the end of the, I think it's the 2028 season after once that season's over, the lease will be up. That's not a lot of time. You're talking seven years to get, all this, all this background work done and the planning and things like that, and and then to actually get funding put together and how they're going to pay for everything, and then obviously the actual uh, construction phase. So this is all about grand ideas right now, but it looks like the city of Cleveland is going to move forward to hire some people to draw up some pretty pictures of uh, what the lakefront can look through look like. And this will be the 1,762nd lakefront plan that has been drawn up in the last 50 years <laughs> when it's all said and done. And do we have any idea what makes this one more unique than the other? No. I mean, there's there's got to be some movement down there, right? We, we, like we don't have a Rock Hall. Rock Hall wants to get bigger, right? I got to believe the Science Center. There's some stuff going on there, right? Yeah. Uh, well, the Rock Hall has an expansion in the works, as a matter of fact, uh, that they are actually working on uh, themselves, uh, and expanding towards the science center and that empty space there, uh, to the West of, uh, the rock hall. So, I mean, we could be looking at two major renovations downtown between that. And then I'm sure you saw the bedrock story the other day where they want to come back in. And, um, well, that's because Dan Gilbert never built the second casino that he promised. So right. they got to do they, or so the real bedrock casino, just, right? Yeah. Because so bedrock's got to do something with all that land that they bought. OK, uh, across from uh, the field house and then uh, and, and Tower City. On the river. The deal, on the the river. Deal, yeah. The, but they also need at one point, excuse me, they needed the Army engineer, the engineering corps to reroute the way boats went through there. Yeah. So which is also another tricky. Thing. And now they got to move Canal Road if they want to develop. There's there's again, this is all all in the planning stages and who's really going to pay for stuff. And um, the ideas are great. But again, if I had a dollar for every plan that has been drawn up, I mean, remember the nucleus project across from the yeah, what happened to that? Awesome gateway, yeah, that's still a parking lot five years later, still says <laughs> nucleus on it. Well, I don't know, I'm sure you don't remember this, but like in the early mid 80s, 
you know, before the final, the syntax passed, there was a huge sign on the old Central Market, which is where the ballpark is now, that said home of Cleveland's Dome Stadium. That was, I mean, I remember that thing like it was yesterday. And the reason why Progressive Field is so well designed is because they went through so many different blueprints uh, when they built that ball, finally got to the the final product of the ballpark. It, they had been working on that damn thing for 20 years, and that's why that ballpark came out as beautiful uh, as it did. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what this city and these consultants uh, come up with as far as lakefront planning, how that marries with the Haslam's vision for the area. How, what happens to the stadium as well? Um, my understanding is uh, that all the principal parties involved want to stay on the lakefront. Hmm. That's that's the last that I had heard. Um, I still maintain that we are better off building somewhere else a an indoor facility. Retractable. And, and selling that lakefront property to pay for it. I, I just, I feel like that putting a, just either building a new stadium on the same spot again or renovating the, I just think you're just flushing money down the drain because you're not, you're not accomplishing what you want to accomplish. And that is have a building that can be used year around. And, and you are arguing with the wrong guy in this, and, man. And, they and, need and a retractable roof on a stadium. And unfortunately, there's no way to connect the damn thing to the convention center. Um, and, and this current stadium is a direct byproduct of a lack of planning because unlike the gateway complex, you know, when uh, the Browns left for Baltimore in the mid-90s there, and all the politicians, you know what, had down their legs after that happened and tried to save their faces. They wanted to get a team back as quickly as possible. And so what happened? You got a cookie cutter piece of crap stadium that was obsolete the day it opened its doors. And, you know, that's, that's kind of why you're in the position you're in. Instead of taking the requisite time, taking an extra two years to plan and connect the thing to the convention center and maybe t- it's just – the one thing that has always frustrated me about Northeast Ohio is we always seem to have grand ideas, but very little progressive thinking and execution of ideas. And I think that there's a real opportunity on that lakefront to be progressive in the thinking and execute a progressive game plan there uh, as well. So it'll be fun in the next, I don't know, what, however long it's going to take for them to figure out what the hell they want to do. Uh, Amen. To see. To see all the pretty pictures they're able to draw, and we can It'll just be fun. we It'll can be fantasize fun. about all the stuff that's never getting built. Won't it be great? <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yeah. All right, Daryl, you're the man. We'll talk again on Thursday morning. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, brought to you uh, by our good friends at Smiley One, and produced by our super friend Meredith Kane, who does an amazing job. Daryl, thank you very much. Again, we're back on Thursday morning. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast.